Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. We're all heading to Indy. That's right. We're heading downtown Indianapolis this week. <laughs> Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network joins us. Cynthia, good morning. That sportscaster voice was incredible right there, Anita. <laughs> downtown Indianapolis. Downtown Indianapolis. Um, uh, a few things. Number one, did you watch the fight last night? You know, I didn't watch the fight because I'm like knee deep in combine prep and all of these wide receivers are giving me a huge headache. So I was need like, I need, like, it, how did this combine sneak up on me so fast? Um, I think it, it, it's, it snuck out, on, snuck up on, on all of us. Uh, but you're right. There's, there's a lot of, uh, like, from what I understand, this is one of the best wide receiving, uh, classes coming out of the draft in like, what, a decade? Absolutely. I mean, like Daniel Jeremiah, who is uh, the NFL Network's lead draft analyst, he said that this is the deepest wide receiver class he's ever seen. And he's gone back something like, I don't know, 25, 30 years. So he's he's just completely, I think he said something like 20, we had a conference call, it was like 27 receivers that between his eye and he used to be a scout and the people that he speaks with, which is a really comprehensive list, 27 that should be projected to be taken in the first three rounds. Wow. Wow, wow, Ridiculous. wow. That's that's impressive. Um, so you didn't watch the fight. So you didn't see uh, Tyson Fury lick the blood off uh, Wild, so Wilder's neck. I did see net. that because I do watch highlights, but I didn't see it live. Ugh, gosh. I, I, what Can you recall, like, what's the most disgusting thing you've ever seen, witnessed in sport? The ear biting was pretty gross. Yeah, that like, was... the ear that bite was, off. Like, that, that, was, that was... Yeah. That was pretty gross. You're right. It, Donovan McNabb taking the Super Bowl. I mean, there's a few. Like, I, I got a few in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, but this was. I think this is. This is. I even. So on my uh, on on my Uber ride uh, into the station today, I even I Googled. Um, <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this. At least I think. Gross so. sports moments. No, right. I, I, so I Googled. Are just great for that. <laughs> I, I Googled. Um, is drinking blood legal? This <laughs> <laughs> all. So I, I came across this article. Depending on where you live, uh, you can be criminally pu- criminally punished for ingesting human or animal blood. In fact, Louisiana, for example, um, they have a law in the books uh, that you're not allowed to drink any blood, and it, you get five years in prison or fined up to five thousand dollars. So random. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then and then it, and then it, and then it, it, it talks about our iron. And how it could be really dangerous to consume blood. And anyway, I'll stop right there. I, I, mean, I, I was so fascinated. <laughs> I know. I know. I was so fascinated by this. I actually Googled um, people like, is, what is, about, is, is there an illness? Like, okay. is, there, is there an addiction to like licking or like besides va- like vampires? And I know it's a fetish, right? <laughs> I'm just trying to understand this. It was disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting. I mean, I saw the highlight and I was just super confused, or I guess it's a low light if you want to consider it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have no, I, I was just confused. Like, 
what makes one think to do that, right? Like, it just reminded us how close to animals we really are. Yeah, really. Like, really, you know, really, like really. A dog with you. Unbelievable. <laughs> like, anyway, Cynthia Freeland, sorry, I, I went off on another tangent. Uh, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 <laughs> ESPN. So Cynthia and I are, are both headed down to Indianapolis, in, um, and I want to kick it off first and foremost uh, with the collective bargaining agreement. And um, mm-hmm. the owners had presented something very interesting to the players. And on Tuesday, a representative from each team will be in Indianapolis to meet with the owners. Um, and on Wednesday, they're going to take a vote. 21 of the 32 reps need to say yes in order for the collective bargaining agreement to pass and go through. No, nobody is expecting it to pass or go through, but it's going to be a topic of discussion um, in Indianapolis. Uh, Cynthia, your thoughts on the collective bargaining agreement and what has been presented to the players? So I think that it's it's interesting to know who the reps are versus the vote. So depending on, so just to kind of recap, like the major issues, the two major issues that I think are the primary focus are the, the expansion of the playoffs and the game check that each player would be given whether or not, you know, if their team makes it right. So an additional game check that is less than the amount that a player would get if they're a high end top earning player and more than the amount that if it would be one of the not, you know, a more kind of minimum guarantee sort of player. So it's a, it's a median number and it's, it's making some people unhappy and some people happy. The other issue that's not as widely talked about is the franchise tag situation. So there's two tags now transition and franchise and the way that the way that it works, it, it, it could change that. So those tag situations are two of like the tag situation and the, you know, the playoff, the cut in of money. Those are those to me seem, you know, when I talk to some of the representatives, those are the, the hot button things. And, you know, I, I think it'll show you, there's two things. The first thing is that if you're a football fan in general, you should feel hopeful because these are not major fundamental shifts that we're trying to, that the two sides are super far apart on. They're really just consequences of, of monetary valuation, which is a good thing if you don't want to, like it, to me, that means that the likelihood of a lockout is becoming less and less and less. So that's the good part. The bad part is, you know, when you look to see how the cap is structured and how you earn more money and how you keep having a cap that continues to increase and increase and increase, it's, you know, forecasted to be what 196 million this year, this upcoming year. So I, I heard, I heard, possi- I heard possibly, I heard possibly 199. Yeah, I mean, it's 188 right now, right? So either way, 196, 199, like that's a like you you keep increasing, and those are big numbers to keep increasing. So really, it's it's going to come down to probably like fidgeting and, and ratcheting the different levers for what the percentage and cut cut-ins are for things like an expanded playoff. Right. And then how the transition tag would work from a standpoint of what do you get paid and what does that count against the cap? So these are like, great, great. We're talking about like, these are like refinements to something, not fundamental issues. So that's, that's kind of where I net out on it. Interesting. Uh, and, and I, I'm, I'm really going to dive into this uh, CBA for our listeners uh, in this hour. So you definitely want to stay tuned for that because there's some really interesting things in here. But pretty much just, you know, as a whole, Cynthia, in reading this, this is, this, is, this is what my takeaway is. The owners are saying, okay, you guys don't want to practice very hard. So we're going to make practice and we're going to make training camp and we're going to make OTAs really easy for you. And you dudes want to smoke weed. Okay, so we're not going to test and you won't get punished. And oh, by the way, you don't like Roger Goodell because he's too strict of a parent. So we're going to take his parenting skills 
away from him and we're going to just bring in an arbitrator. So pretty much the the way I see this is the owners are, are, are giving the players what they think is great for them, all that and more, hoping that the players will be like, okay, to the seventh, to a 17th game and, and do it quickly so that the owners could turn around and negotiate monster TV deals with everybody. So it's like, it's, it's, yeah, I think I think what they're saying is we're going to give you some non mon you've asked for these non-monetary things. Right. You've asked you've asked for these. Sure, we'll give you those so that we can take the monetary stuff for us. I mean, that that's you're right. It's it but if you look to see if the players look to see and that's why I said when I first said it was like it's interesting to see who the player representatives are, who's voting on these things, who those 21 constituents are to make the vote because it really depends on their perspective, right? Like if if you've never look at the number of people who've gotten popped for smoking weed, right? The, the number isn't high. So if you're talking about a small minority of people who maybe they want to smoke more or not, like they don't get popped for it. They don't get in trouble for it, whether or not they're smoking or not. That's not what I'm talking about. Do they get in trouble for it? Do they get caught with it? That's the first thing. So how are you valuing that? Like they need to have someone who puts that into an actual dollar number, right? Like, is it, just for the sake of, you know, estimating that worth a hundred dollars. Well, if you're saying that that's worth a hundred dollars to the player, but then the owners are like, well, you know, okay, we'll give you this thing for a hundred dollars, but we're going to keep $500. It's all a matter of perspective, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not estimating with real numbers there. Obviously it's not $500 for a new playoff TV contract deal. It's, it's way more than that, but you know, it's, it's ultimately like you have to value those things so that you can come to an agreement. I, no, I, I hear you, but at the end of the day, and, and regardless of, of, of the weed, like, I, like, I don't, the I, weed. I think, <laughs> Get off the stay weed. off the weed. Like, I think, I think, I think marijuana should be legal. Like, like, that's, that's my stance on it. Like, legalize it. Let's, let's, let's tax it. Let's help some, let's help our country get some money off of this. But that's neither here nor there. My thing is. Well, that's like a different story, right? Like, no, no, that's right. That's if, a whole, if, that's if a whole other. already legal. Right. If it were already legal, then this CBA point would be different. Right. Like the point is, is that you're like, it isn't. So like, it's, it's hard for them to that. That's why they're saying here's a non-monetary item to, to bargain with. Right. But my my issue more is, you know, um, five day acclimation period at training camp, only 16 days in pads, Cynthia, 16 days, only four joint practices like I, I truly believe that the game has suffered from the first collective bargaining agreement because the lack of live practice, the lack of hitting. The guys don't even guys don't know how to tackle anymore. Like I remember growing up as a kid, we played kill the man with the ball. The the, the, the kids <laughs> I grew up in the neighborhood, would they tackle better than the dudes who play football right now? Like like I like because they're going to what what's being offered here is like even less of true preparation. Getting ready for the season, I think the game's going to suffer. Since I mean, let's be honest, you and I, you and I, we we handicap, we gamble. At least I gamble. You know, I, I'm I'm nervous to gamble the first three weeks of the season because teams haven't really created an identity yet because these guys aren't ready to play in week one. They're not even ready to play in week three. Some of them. So I'm going to take it more from like a overall standpoint than because I would argue that you know because you have disproportionate access to information about football that maybe those three weeks for you particularly and me particularly who like we go to training camps we see preseason games we are very we're avid consumers there maybe we could 
be smarter than an average for those first three weeks. So that could even be an opportunity if you're talking about handicapping. But on the other side, I'm really concerned about both injuries and the product on the field. So if you're not getting if if you're not getting the right load management, let's take a word from NBA. If you're not getting the right load management in August into September, you're like November, December. You know that becomes crappy football. Right. It's not fun to watch when you don't have when Patrick Mahomes isn't playing. The Chiefs aren't as exciting to watch. It's a fact. Right. Like when you don't have when Sam Darnold has mono, the Jets, you, you're, you're like, oh, great. Really? This, this is what we got now. Right. So when you're having these situations where you're you're not getting this prep and you're not getting this chemistry and then people get hurt. I mean, I know Sam Darnold, it was mono, so it's a little different, but ultimately it's the same when your fundamentally key players aren't on the field like you're screwed. And it's not good for fans. It's not good for ratings. It's not good for it's not good for anyone's bottom line. So maybe what the, the maybe what would be smarter would be if they were to take like what I'm going to call optional, right? So you could you know they a lot of times the players' contracts it's written in if you go to X percentage of practices if you don't miss practice then you get a bonus, right? Well maybe we could shift the way contracts are written such that you know if you have some extra padded practices and do those things, then that's ways that guys can make teams, you know, like that's, it it becomes a positive as opposed to a negative. Now that's introducing another variable, but I I agree with you that I think that practice and preparation and the legislation of the non, the the problem is they don't get a pay, the players don't get a paycheck during that time. So they're like, why would I do anything I'm not going to get paid for? And then it becomes a stupid, a stupid kind of reinforcing cycle there, right? So maybe if you incentivized it in such a way such that you're paying them to come to practice and do these padded things and they feel like they're getting paid for it and it's not just game checks, maybe that's a solution that would actually, you know, serve everyone's purpose. Interesting. The league needs to hire you, Cynthia. That's what they need to do. Cynthia Freeland joining us. You know, they did that in 2008. I I, I used to work at the league office. I worked on a season inventory restructuring project, meaning is 17 and 3, 18 and 2. Like, but this is just regular season games, not playoff games. So I I have, you know, that's where I first got my start, right? Like, that's how I started doing it. That's how I met the coaches on the competition committee and really got a chance to start watching football. So, you know, I'll I'll go back. I mean, I I technically work for the league now. So that's true. (laughs) That's, That's true. That's true. Cynthia Freeland joining us here. Uh, you can see her all over the NFL network, and I'm sure you guys are going to be front and center, um, as we are as well, uh, for ESPN out in Indianapolis all next week for the Combine. And again, it's more than just, the Combine's more just than just college players that are trying to run great 40 times and lift as much weight as possible. Um, a lot of the talk will be about free agency. Before I let you go, Cynthia, and you've been so kind to spend a lot of time with us this morning, and I really do appreciate Anytime. it. Um Tom Brady, a big topic of conversation for us in Indy this week is going to be, where's Tom Brady going to go? Where's Philip? Oh, my God. Like, That's going to be the biggest conversation. I until, know. Until it's fine. Until what? March 18th. We are going to be like, where's Tom Brady going? Where's Tom Brady? Tom Brady? Where's Tom Brady going? Yes. You're going to hear it everywhere. So so what's the scuttlebutt uh, in, uh, in in L.A. at your studios at the NFL Network? What are what are what are folks saying? Where is he going to go? There's some different camps. What I've what I've noticed, it's I think there are a lot of teams who are actively, very, very diligently pursuing Tom Brady. I think the Chargers are one of them. I think the Raiders are one of them. I think those are real narratives. Now, the degree to which Tom Brady wants to go to either of those teams is not something I have any insight to. I just know that you know there there is a market for Tom Brady, and these teams that have um, you know major populations or major ships like you know the Raiders and Vegas, like really trying to capture new audiences a lot of the, what they're valuing is that tom brady can sell tickets so i wouldn't be surprised if there were you know it, it's going to heat up but i i think it, 
logically, it to me it goes Patriots, and then if not Patriots, then it goes either Chargers or Raiders. And based on what I've seen the Raiders pay other people and what their cap says, I think the Raiders have a really legitimate chance. Interesting. All right, Cynthia, uh, when, when are you when are you getting there? What's your what's I your... get there Tuesday evening, and I better see you ASAP. Yes, yes, yes. We got a lot of bottles of wine to get through, Anita Mark. Oh, geez. We got to pay off our we got to pay off our season. I'm I'm a little hungover. I went to go see an '80s '80s cover band uh, last Ooh. night. Yeah, so um, yeah, um, okay, it's, so it's... I I have um I have one uh, one thing for you to watch at the combine that nobody's talking about. Okay, go ahead. So I went to BC, right? And AJ Dillon, the running back from Boston College. I think you're going to see he has an amazing story. His his whole his whole family, the whole thing. He is a great kid. I want you to Google A.J. Dillon on your way home. It will clear your Google search from licking blood and how much that costs them or like the legal ramifications of drinking blood. And you'll you'll have a nice heartwarming story. And my good BC peeps, he's just an awesome kid. A.J. Dillon running back from Boston. A.J. Dillon. I'm I'm on it. I'm on it. Safe travels, my friend. Downtown Indianapolis. (laughs) And uh, and I will see you in downtown Indianapolis. Uh, Take care, my friend. (laughs) Anita Marks, signing off. Talk to you later. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.